Welcome to Spiel and Dealing, the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com, and with me today, as always, is the producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, Sweet 16, Girls Preview, trying to break down some of the better games across the state of Georgia, and of course, all eight classifications. You will not hear this anywhere else. That's why we're the leader in GHSA coverage. We put in a lot of hours and a lot of work, and we're not saying our word is the gospel, but we're at least going to try and make fans, coaches, and players informed. And Ramin, we might as well just dive right into it. No time to waste here as we head into the Sweet 16 game starting tomorrow and Thursday, so we'll jump straight into Class 7A, top left side of the bracket, North Cobb at North Forsyth. Uh, North Cobb, North Forsyth, uh, probably the best game in in uh, this classification. And uh, I think, you know, Grayson and Cherokee on top of that is going to be really good as well. Um, those two teams hooked up earlier in the season. I believe Cherokee won 52-49, if I'm not mistaken, at the Huddle Classic. But let's get back on track. North Cobb and North Forsyth, a really good game. If you uh, are a big fan of great guard play, and especially if you're a Division II school that's trying to add some uh, pieces late in the game, we got some good ones. We got some good ones that are signed, and we got some good ones that are unsigned. Um, but with North Cobb, it starts with Azania Austin going to Alabama A&M. She was a player of the game at the Sandy Spill Showcase earlier this year uh, when North Cobb pulled away from Elka. So North Cobb playing in that really tough region, uh, possibly the toughest region in class in Class 7A. Um, region 3 is really good, but then you can also say – um, you know, with Westlake Region 2 is really good. And even Region 5, where North Forsyth coming out of, a couple of those Forsyth teams um, tailed off at the end of the season. And just looking at who advanced to the next round, you know, uh, it looks like North Forsyth's the only Region 5 team left standing. So I guess you can't really say that's the best region. Uh, but again, North Cobb with Azania Austin, really good. Sydney Thomas, unsigned senior shooter. Uh, over a thousand points in her career. Uh, she's going to have to be big. Those two girls are really important in the backcourt for Coach Spini. They only play five players. That's the one thing that hurts them is they have no depth. They only play five players and they have no size. Largest post player who is really a post whatsoever but has to play it for them. Amari White Neville, five foot eight. Uh, she has uh, had to play a really big role for them throughout the season. And then Madison Edge, a tough senior guard uh, that rounds out that backcourt. And, and then another one that plays a big role is a five foot eight sophomore, Diana Colvin. So that's your five. That's that's what your game plan is. It's five girls from North Cobb. If you know how to game plan against them, that's what they got. And when you look at North Forsyth, uh, they're led by Caroline Martin. Uh, going to North Georgia, and then Ansley Allen, I believe, is still unsigned, a big, tough physical guard. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting game. Um, again, you're looking at North Forsyth. They don't have a ton of impactful size either, uh, so it's not like I would say uh, you know, North Forsyth is going to kill, um, kill North Cobb on the boards or anything like that. I think it's going to be really even through Now, they do have a really good physical defender, and again, I'm going to butcher the name, but Vakanda... Agbogu, uh, I forgive me if I pronounce it wrong, but she's a really tough defender. And then a girl that hits a lot of outside shots and has been clutch throughout the uh, throughout her career is Lily Bale. So those are the big names to uh, keep an eye on in this matchup. I think it's going to be really good. Um, I'm not surprised either way uh, with whoever advances. I think it's just going to be who shoots the ball better. And Caroline Martin, uh, she's proven that she can really get hot from deep. Uh, when they beat Cherokee earlier in the season, she hit – 
about seven threes or so. So if North Cobb's not able to locate her and she's able to get going, um, it's going to be really tough for them. And it's going to be a North Versailles, so it's going to be a, a big-time home crowd uh, over there in Cole Mountain. It's going to be tough for North Cobb, but again, I, I really consider this one a coin flip game. I think it's going down to the final uh, possession or two. There's no way I can see this one being um, decided by more than six points or so. Should be a great game, but again, I, I picked North Forsyth in the beginning in our previous podcast, and uh, if you listen to our boys' podcast, I'm trying not to flip-flop too much. I'm just going to go with what I, I picked before we saw these first-round results, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with North Forsyth, but uh, just looking at how these two teams did fare in the first round, you know, you saw North Cobb take care of business against Colquitt County, 56-37, a Colquitt team that we had in the top 10, I believe. Uh, so that's, or at least used to be in the top 10 before they fell in the region tournament. So very impressive right there. And then North Forsyth uh, didn't play as good of competition, taking down Lakeside DeKalb by 22 points. But both teams handled their business. Maybe North Cobb playing a smidgen better right now, um, if you could just judge it based on uh, you know wins in the first round. But again, either way, it should be a great game, but I'm just going to go with North first side, uh, barely. Also on the left side of Class 7A, we're going to take a look at North Paulding at Norcross. North Paulding um, hit that late, late basket, and I want to say it was a three to advance past Camden County, and now they're heading to Norcross. And Norcross was in a, a, a slugfest, defensive slugfest, with West Forsyth, who was one of those for, good Forsyth teams we talked about just a second ago that kind of tailed off at the end of the season, fell to a four seed, but they gave Norcross everything they could handle. Uh, this game's going to be, uh, I think it could be one in the paint, considering Yamani Paul, I believe she's still going to Kennesaw State, uh, about six foot, six foot one. Inside for Norcross, a, 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 a talented forward that can score around the basket. But you're looking at North Paulding, Taylor Collin, and uh, I, I think she, I want to say she was the one that hit that big three um, to win the game for North Paulding. If Twitter uh, is not leading me astray, but she's six foot three. It looks like her confidence has really grown throughout the season. We saw her in the CTC Fall League. You could see it was apparent she had a lot of talent. It was whether if she could, you know, find a way to put it all together in a game. And she's been, you know, really making some strides. And when she lets the ball go at confidence, if they're dropping, they're dropping. A six foot three center that can knock down threes, that's a game changer right there. So she can really spread out the floor and she's obviously a really good rim protector. Uh, looks like she had nine blocks in their first round matchup against Camden County. So she's versatile. Um, but it all starts and stops for me with the sophomore Aaliyah Washington. She is a pit bull. She is an animal. She's only only about five foot nine, plays bigger than her size, a phenomenal rebounder, just as gritty as it gets. And Norcross is going to have to prepare for that. Uh, you know, you can't really simulate somebody that has a nose for the ball per se. Uh, but Aaliyah Washington is going to give Norcross uh, a lot of problems. Uh, so it's just going to be interesting to see how they do against a, a physical presence like that. Now, if you're looking at the guard play, Maria Baltiera was a first-team selection in Region 7. Uh, so she's a good ball handler. I know when I saw her in the past, um, she wasn't much a, of a uh, offensive producer. She was more about getting the ball uh, to her scores. But uh, when you have a lot of great, talented players uh, graduate, you know I'm sure her uptick in production offensively has improved. And then uh, Divine Turner, I might be pronouncing that wrong. She was a second-team uh all region seven picks so it's going to come down to um, you know that that impactful size inside but if we're looking at the guard position i think norcross does have an advantage but um 
you're looking at a North Paulding team that does have some really scrappy guards, and uh, <laughs> uh, I believe it's Speedy Vargas, if that, I'm not mistaken. It's been a while since I checked out the roster, uh, but she's real scrappy in Caroline. Um, uh, Arias, I could pr- be pronouncing that name wrong as well, but I really like that uh, that backcourt in our offseason, our preseason uh, at the CTC Fall League. Really scrappy, really get after it. Um, so I, I like those girls just with how they play. They've seen some of the best teams in the state of Georgia in that really tough um, region. Uh, we said it was region three. So uh, they're not going to be scared. They're going to be prepared. They might not be able to score the ball as well as Norcross guards can, uh, but they're going to be up to the challenge, and it should be a pretty fun game. Moving on to the right side of Class 7A on the girls' bracket, we're going to take a look at Brookwood at Tift County. Ooh, that is an interesting game you choose to uh, keep an eye on right there. I mean, going down to Tift County is going to be really difficult, um, and Brookwood's been a team that's kind of been up and down, but they do have size. Selma Cool is about six foot four. I believe she's going to Western Kentucky, and Deanna Collins uh, Diana Collins, um, a freshman, first team all region. She's uh, part of that that Swedish national team. Um, she's really good, a five nine guard. Uh, she's been like their leading scorer all year. I want to say she's been really tough, and she can she can score from all three levels. So uh, her emergence, which has come on at you know she was really good since day one, has really put Brookwood in a really good position. Now, Tiff County, they're going to be tough, like I said, going down going down south. They have a couple of nice wins, and they were able to pull away from Marietta. It's going to be interesting uh, to see how this game plays out. I think it could be a very defensive game, and I want to see if they can stop Collins on the perimeter. She's going to be the one to keep an eye on. But, you know, Nikki Jones, and then you're looking at another uh, a talented scorer in Shakira Chaney. Those are the two leading scorers for Coach Julie Connor. They're going to have to play really well, but – um, again, I'm just going to stick with who I picked at the beginning. I'm going with Tiff County, but it's going to be tough. They're going to really have to keep Selma Kulo off the glass. They're going to have to be able to score around the rim and uh, potentially get her in foul trouble. But again, uh, defensively, it's all going to stop with how they guard um, Diana Collins. And finally, in the bottom right quadrant of Class 7A, Pebblebrook at Collins Hill. Uh, somewhat of an interesting matchup because, again, Region 2 – Really battle-tested. Pebble Brooks in there. Uh, Campbell's in there. They've seen the likes of the best, and the best is Westlake. Collins Hill, they were able to take care of their business in the uh, first round. 66-41 over Newton. Um, uh, you know, they, they did what they were supposed to do. And Pebble Brook, um, they beat Roswell 60-44. to I think Pebble Brook has a... Uh, a you know a respectable shot in this game. I don't think it's going to be Collins Hill by 25 points like the first round matchup. I think they're going to be able to give them a, a game because Pebblebrook, um, like I said, they played some really good teams and they do have some experienced leaders on that team. Um, most notably, uh, Raven Madaris, uh, a senior. She's been really good for this program uh, for a long time. And then Melania Holmes as well, or two. Two names that are familiar that have been tracking for years. Uh, so they're going to be tough, but Collins Hill with Sasha Washington inside, Asia Ennis on the perimeter. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Pellbrook's going to have to see if they can get Asia Ennis into some turnover problems. Uh, that's something that she can kind of get sloppy with, or at least she had been in her first three years. Um, but Collins Hill has uh, a plethora of uh, ball handers that they can throw out there. Um, I like Collins Hill to advance in this one, but I think Pebbrook could stick around and give him a game into the second half. 
we are ready to take it down to class 6A in the top left quadrant. A uh, Sandy Spiel end of regular season rankings. Uh, top 10 ranking here is what I'm trying to get out. Harrison at Lovejoy. Harrison at Lovejoy. Um, I think Lovejoy wins this one. Uh, obviously, if they're still at, if they're, if they are at full strength with a, which I believe they are. I know uh, Genesis Bryant. I believe missed a game or two, uh, nearing the uh, the final final couple games of the regular season. But she should be back. Uh, Harrison, Steve Lenahan, hate him or love him. He's a really good coach, and he wins a lot of games over there. So he's definitely going to have that team prepared. Um, and they, they've had some people step up. Amara Newsom, she's going to West Florida. She was a first-team selection in Region 6. Meredith Ward, also a first-team selection. And then Alicia Foster and uh, Mia. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that last name. Javecki, J- I don't know. I'm sorry. But uh, she's an honorable mention pick. So Harrison has a... I- uh, but Lovejoy, I think they're just going to be way too explosive. But Genesis Bryant going to North Carolina State. Um Anaya Boyd going to Georgia Tech, and then they've had some other players really step up that's given them a boost uh, just with the size inside. Brianna Hardy's been really good. So I think Lovejoy is just going to overpower them. Uh, at the end of the day, I just think a little bit too too much talent, and Coach King is a really good coach in his own right. So I think Lovejoy will advance, and I think they can pull this one out by double digits. Still on the left side of Class 6A, Sequoia picked up some momentum on a buzzer beating three to advance out of the round of 32, and they get a nice long bus trip down to the coast to play Glen Academy. Uh, yes, uh, Sequoia with that buzzer beater, like you mentioned. Ellie Blatchford, the freshman phenom, going to bring that uh, those good, good vibes over to the coast. Now, Glen Academy, um, they're going to have a lot more size and a lot more athleticism uh, than Sequoia. And I would say, I, I would think they're probably a little bit more athletic um, than Lanier was, but uh, geez, uh, Sequoia's got some good momentum right now. They got a really good head coach. It's going to game plan uh, for Glen Academy, but um, Zoisha Smith, you know, averaging 20 points and 12 rebounds, a forward going to Georgia. She's going to be a handful to stop. Uh, but the transfer that moved in, Talia Hamilton, who's been their second leading scorer this year, and then uh, Latrinity Best, who I believe is going to Francis Marion. That's a really good three right there, and that's three seniors, and um, all their top players are all seniors now. They are really just a three-man crew. They don't get a lot of scoring elsewhere. Uh, and when you're looking at Sequoia, Sequoia can get it from uh, Ellie Blatchford. Uh, Kaylee Hamby can get really hot from th- three. And if she's knocking down some deep balls, uh, that can really give Sequoia upset potential. Susanna Rogers is a long guard. Uh, you know, Sequoia, they're, they're playing, what, I believe it's three sophomores, uh, a freshman and a junior in the starting lineup if they're still sticking with what they um, – you know they've been going with down the stretch that's a really young team and you know sometimes a good thing about young teams are or is is maybe they don't know that they're not supposed to win these games they probably weren't supposed to win at Lanier when they had the twin towers inside with Lanier and uh you know that's the defending state champs you're not supposed to win that game but they won that game and they might be able to do it again down at the coast I think it's going to be really tough for them I think Ellie Blatchard's really going to have to have a good game uh, Aaron Jackson inside an undersized post that's about 5'8 or 5'9 she's a really tough rebounder she's going to have to perform and then Deja Rakestraw I believe she uh, she might have hurt her ankle um, I forget but I think she went down early in that game against uh, Lanier it'll be interesting to see if she's back uh, but they need all the bullets in the chamber um, Macy Williams 
and Tatum Don Donville, uh, both players that have been in that program for a long time, give quality minutes to Coach Yarbrough's backcourt. Uh, but I think Glenn Academy just just going to be just a little bit too much uh, with all that veteran leadership and you know that long drive, and then you do have a Division One post player. Uh, that's just going to be a, a nuisance on the glass. So I'm going to stick with Glen Academy, but Sequoia, I think they're going to go out there and they're going to play really well. The travel in 6A is really not something to be looked over. Another game with long travel, a team from the metro area going down south, Cambridge at Valdosta. Cambridge at Valdosta. And that is a, you know, I'm not going to lie. That was a big surprise. I thought uh, Alexander was going to win that game, but Cambridge... Um, they're playing really good basketball, and they got the job done, uh, 67-56 over Alexander. And now you're playing Valdosta, who beat Evans 83-25. to um, Valdosta is going to be really big inside with those Cody sisters. I believe they're sisters. Essence Cody, um, the freshman, who's about 6'2", 6'3". And then, uh, of course, uh, they got the other Cody inside that really uh is doing some damage for them uh jay lakoti uh so they got some size and then they got the region player of the year a guard and jamiah johnson um so valdosta uh i I like them to advance but again when you're talking about teams with young players that don't know they're not supposed to win games uh coach broadwell has some talent you know jordan dudley um she's been really good for them uh angelina cofrancesco has been tough so um it's you never know what's gonna happen and you don't know how it's gonna play out but cambridge has some good youth and a couple uh a couple experienced players in there as well that's really made this a, a magical season uh so it'll be tough for them uh but dudley that 5'11 freshman she's gonna have to have a really good game but i think uh valdosta they're just gonna be a little bit too big for them and valdosta's rolling and i like valdosta especially at home to advance to the elite eight and finally, in Class 6A, Forest Park will be taking on Sprayberry. Flauge Johnson and Anna Vereen, that is what it's going to come down to. If they are able to have really big games and combat what Sanaya Fagan does inside, they'll have a shot. Um, the guard play, it's going to be a toss-up. You know, that, that'll be uh, something to keep an eye on, which team's guard play can really step up the most. Uh, but Sprayberry does have two big athletic talented players that can score the ball and block shots um so if you're looking for a game that has some uh really good post players that aren't seniors right now but long term you know Sanaya Fagan I'm sure she always has big time high major coaches in the gym but Anna Vereen I hear really good things about her she's long lanky block shots athletic and then Flyle J. Johnson really athletic really good at getting to the basket so I think Sprayberry has a, a big time puncher's chance in this one wouldn't be surprised to see this one be a, a single digit game at some point in the fourth quarter but I'm sticking with Forest Park we are ready to take it down to the class 5A looking at this top left and really the left side of the 5A bracket an interesting thing here we have two three seeds hosting uh, we'll start with one of those Rome uh, the number four seed out of region 7 will be taking on veterans the number three seed out of region 1 Veterans did not fare well in the region tournament, uh, but they got a nice win over Griffin, 47-44. And then Rome, that was a uh, that's a big upset in my eyes because Rome has been so up and down this year. You know, you you play close with, uh, you know, you, you beat Villarica. I'm sure they they split with Villarica throughout this season. I don't know off the top of my head, but I know they did beat Carrollton at least once. I know it was on a buzzer beater, but you, you play Vum and 
and Kale fairly close, and then you see him again for the second and third times, and you're going to beat by like 20 points, 30 points, getting run out of the gym. Um, so this Rome team has been really up and down. And I'll, I'll pull up the, the schedule right now just so I can be 100% sure because I'm looking at it right now. They beat Carrollton, who's surging right now. They beat them in their first meeting, 53-51. But what happened when they played Carrollton again? Lost 48-31. to They got blown out, and then they lost in a close one, 62-57 in the semifinal. So, you know, this team, is it, it comes and goes. And again, with Villarica, they, they beat Villarica 60-51, to but then they lose 62-46 to against them. Um, so it, it's been a team that's been kind of up and down, uh, but they've seen really good teams. Villarica's a, a tough team. Carrollton, obviously, and Kale, who's undefeated. Uh, so they have a lot of talent, and they they played at a high level. Uh, so they're they're definitely a live underdog right now. Um, they have uh, you know they're led by Amberly Brown, who's been a popular name, and Trinisha Adams as well. So that 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 two right there is going to pose some fits. Now, um, like you mentioned, they're going to be on the road going to veterans in Middle Georgia, and they got Stacy Jones, who's a big post president that's going to Kennesaw State. I I think this could be a toss-up game. I mean, I would, I guess I would pick veterans in this one because they've been a little bit more consistent. But Rome has seen, um, you know, all throughout maybe a little bit stronger of a schedule. I think that region's a little bit stronger than Region One. Um, but I guess I'm going to go with veterans just because they are at home, and I do think that having a Division One post presence is going to, you know, kind of pull them through this one. But I think it's going to be a close game. And now the second half of that four versus three matchup, Jones County is traveling to take on Lithia Springs. Ooh, Jones County. We, uh, you know, I thought they could be pretty good this year. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I didn't know how much time the freshman would get, but uh, Jada Morgan at the CTC Fall League in the preseason, she is one of the best freshmen in the state of Georgia, certainly in middle Georgia. And she was, uh, she has made an immediate impact on Jones County. And it's something that I am not surprised about at all. She is dang good. She was a first team, all region four player. Uh, you're talking about, about five, six, five, seven, but a physical guard can create her own shot is bumpy as heck. She can take contact and finish at the rim. She is really, really good. And that's going to be a really good freshman versus freshman matchup because Cam Morris, a little five, two freshman for Lithia Springs was the freshman of the year in region six. So those are two really good guards that are going to be knocking heads all throughout the night. So that'll be a good one. But the difference maker inside, Demaria Hines going to um, Wake Forest, a big, what, about 6'2", post presence, just a chiseled athlete. Um, that's going to be really tough for Jones County uh, to really get around. Uh, but Jones County with that good guard play, and they do have the, a co, uh, co-region player of the year in Lou Wolfork. Um, it's going to be tough, uh, you know, considering Jones County just got a great win on the road, uh, 37 34 over Statesboro, but Lithia Springs did the same with a tough 43-42 win over Loganville. Uh, it's going to be a really tough game, but uh, I'm going with Jones County in this one because I trust Jada Morgan. I trust that guard play. They just got to find a way to limit Demaria Hines and her impact on the glass. Uh, I'm going with the four seed, Ramin. I'm going with Jones County. And finally in 5A, um, or not finally, on the right side, I should say, two interesting matchups are number one and our number two are in action. 
Um, but we're going to take a look at Wayne County at Buford, a Wayne County team who you've been high on all season who ended number six in our end-of-season rankings. Um, yeah, Wayne County against Buford. Uh, I'm going with Buford in this one uh, with Tate Walters going to Furman and uh, Ashia Willis. I think they're just too good. I think they're just too good. Um, but Wayne County with Taryn Wade, I believe her name is uh, – I want to say she – I think she's still unsigned, uh, but she is a really uh, big-time player. I want to say she's about 5'10 or so, uh, all-state guard. Uh, she's tough, but I just don't think uh, Wayne County is going to have enough alongside her to compete with Buford at Buford, so I'm going with Buford. And now finally in Class 5A on the bottom right quadrant, Arabia Mountain travels to Stars Mill. Uh, this should be a pretty interesting game as well, Ramin. Interesting has been the uh, prevalent theme throughout the podcast. Uh, so we will see uh, uh, how this one plays out. Uh, Arabia Mountain has got some size inside, uh, and it's always a team that's really long and lanky. And Stars Mill, uh, they're tough with Alzan Hudson. Um, she was a region player of the year. Uh, Stars Mill's won over 20 straight games. They're rolling right now. They're going to have Arabia Mountain at home, but I think Arabia Mountain, uh, seeing the likes of Southwest Cab throughout the year, and they played a pretty tough uh, non-region schedule. And Stars Mill played a, a decent non-region schedule as well, but I'm going to go with Arabia Mountain. Now we're ready to take it down to Class 4A in the top left quadrant. Gilmer at Luella. Um, Gilmer and Luella uh, in Class, what is this? This is going all the way down to 4A now. 4A now. Uh, yeah, so uh, Gilmer, they, they picked up a really nice win. I was uh, I don't know if I, I predicted that one. I thought Stevens County could advance past them. But Gilmer, a good team up in the mountains, uh, 65-56 over Stevens County. And now they're playing Luella. I think Luella, again, uh, with Keeley Brown uh, going to Fresno State, I think she's just going to be a nightmare with her versatility and her ability to hurt them on the glass and slashing in transition. And then Paris Miller. Uh, also a really good sophomore guard. I think that's just going to be too much firepower. I think Gilmer's going to be uh, well coached, and they're going to have a good game plan, but I think Luella is just going to be too tough. Also in Class 4A on the left side of that bracket, Americus Sumter travels to Marist. Ooh, uh, that is one that I do have circled. Marist only with one loss on the year. Um, they're, they're tough. They're, they're tough. They got them at home. Americus Sumter... Uh, coming off a, a, a nice win over Burke County by 17 points. Um, I, I'm going to go with Americus just because they've been at that top all year long. And we don't – I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure how good Marist is, but I know Marist is really good. I mean, they beat a scrappy Cedartown team uh, by 44 points for goodness sakes. Um, so Marist is good. I think uh, America Sumter might have more star power with Jaleesa Reese going to Troy. And then uh, you got Trinity Brown as well, a really good score. So I- I'm going to go with America Sumter, but I think Marist is going to put up a great fight. And uh, if they are able to knock them off, that would kind of send uh, Class 4A, at least how we view Region 1 in Class 4A, it's going to make them look a little bit more vulnerable, uh, speaking of uh, Carver-Columbus. But uh, I think it's going to be a good game, but I think America's something. I'm just going with the star power on this one. I think Reese is going to pull them through. In the top right quadrant of Class 4A is where um, Carver-Columbus sits, but we're going to take a look at Woodward Academy at St. Pius. Woodward Academy and St. Pius. Um, St. Pius really struggled with Lafayette, 63 
58, that was uh, – I was surprised by that. I was really surprised with that. And Woodward Academy pulled away one by 14 against West Lawrence. Uh, St. Pius with Wiley Sheridan inside, she's really tough, uh, brings some good physicality uh, to the low post and can score with her back to the basket. And they do have some more help, uh, St. Pius does, with some talented players. Uh, McBride, Kate McBride, she's been really – Really big for them as well. She was an honorable mention selection. And then Kelly Stevenson, uh, she was also a first-team all-region pick. So that's a big three right there for St. Pius. Um, but Woodward Academy, I, I think Woodward's just going to be too tough. Sydney Bowles, the player of the year, averages close to 30 points per game. And she's about a six-foot you know, guard that can really shoot the ball. you got to kind of coax her into having a bad shooting night and hope she settles for a lot of threes and just hope they're not falling. But even if that's the case, I mean, Sarah Lewis, uh, another long forward inside, over six foot tall. And then Kyla Nears, a really scrappy little guard uh, that's just a jitterbug that stuffs the stat sheet, has quick hands, gets a lot of steals, um, just a pest. Uh, a pest. I think uh, Woodward Academy is just going to be a little too complete for St. Pius. And finally in Class 4A, two teams that share elbow room in our end-of-season rankings, number 7 and number 8, Troop County at Cross Creek. Troop County, uh, with their only loss of the season coming in that region championship, now they're playing Cross Creek. Um, Anaya Palmer, she's going to be really big for this Troop County team. And when I saw Troop County play, she did not play, but she is the one that makes a team go about 5'10", 5'11", I believe, really athletic can rebound, can slash the basket, can just score the ball. Um, so she's going to be the X factor for them that I didn't get to see play, but I know she's really good. Amber Gilbert's a, a physical post person that can step outside and knock down some shots. And then Alexia Murphy um, is another girl. I, I want to say she's a freshman. Uh, she has a really good nose for the ball, can really rebound, and can score. Uh, and just physical, gets on the glass. Cross Creek. Cross Creek has uh, Jordan Dorsey uh, really good. She's going to have to carry the load for Cross Creek. Um, Troop heading to Cross Creek, going in that Augusta area. Uh, I think it's going to be tough, but I think Troop uh, with that big three, I think they'll be able to uh, knock off Cross Creek. And the good matchup here, like I said, uh, Dorsey versus Palmer, that's one to really circle if you're a college coach. Down to Class 3A, Beach is headed on the road. They will travel down to play Cedar Grove. Beach and Cedar Grove. I think Beach will win this one. Cedar Grove, um, they pulled it out. They were down, you know, most of the game against Dawson County, but they pulled it out. And we were harping on how good Region 7 was all year long. And when you're looking at it, Region 7, um, they put three teams into the next round. Uh, so it, it, it was really good basketball. It was really good basketball. So we're not too surprised. Um, Beach, they beat Crisp by 20 points. Now, I think Cedar Grove... Uh, again, I think they'll have uh, some some players that can kind of match what they want to do. But I think Beach is just going to be really tenacious and really tough. Beach does have um, the region player of the year, co-player of the year. And Madison Evans, a really tough guard. And then Kayla Rogier, uh, good as well. Um, but, you know, you don't want to sleep on Cedar Grove too much. For Kayla Johnson, uh, a good, talented wing that can kind of get after it. Uh, she's been good in Japan, Bailey. Um and, and Leela Easterly, but I, I'm looking at Beach. I just think Beach has that pedigree. I think Cedar Grove is much improved, and Cedar Grove is working into becoming a, a, a statewide power, a statewide threat to advance deep into the postseason. But seeing Beach this early coming in the second round, I just think Beach is going to be better than them, and they're going to be able to beat them. In the bottom left 
quadrant of Class 3A, what will North Hall have waiting for Savannah? I think North Hall is going to be really tough. I know Savannah's had a really good year coming out of that region, uh, Region 3 that we just touched on earlier with Beach, and um, they have some good players. Uh, looking at their best player, um, Martina Stokes was actually the co-player of the year in the region, uh, so she's going to be a handful uh, for North Hall to deal with. But North Hall, just they're such a good team. They're such a good team with Grace Hollifield, a six-foot wing that can really stretch the floor and knock down threes uh she's really tough i really like lauren swanson i think she can score the ball at all three levels as about a five nine wing and then the point guard uh, macy gillespie she is so tough she just gets that team up and running uh i just really love what north hall has with that 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 core that trio right there and i think north hall uh, i think savannah's gonna give them a game but i think north hall will be good enough to advance at home Moving on to the right side of Class 3A, GAC is traveling to Monroe. Uh, GAC has seen so much better competition than Monroe has this year. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily say just because we saw better teams throughout the year that automate, automatically makes us a better team. But, I mean, GAC, I, I can't see them losing to Monroe. I know GAC is still a little bit uh, a young team with Kaylee Addy, just a sophomore, but she was a co-player. Of the year in Region 7, averaging over 20 points per game, and Ava Irvin and J.C. Bolden, that's a, that's a really good trio right there. Um, going to Monroe, I, I think GAC wins this one. I think they're going to win by double digits. Uh, I think Monroe, um, I think they could give them a couple fits, you know, just with a different style of play that they haven't seen before, but I think GAC is going to be able to cruise in the second half. And finally, we have our end of season number one in the bottom right quadrant of Class 3A. Can Fannin County give Johnson Savannah a run for their money, Kyle? Uh, they cannot, unfortunately. Uh, with how they handled Lumpkin County in the first round, they did not handle them nicely, 66-38. to 38. Now, Fannin County, they did a great job. They got a big win against Westminster, 54-45. And, uh, you know, that's how they, they play basketball in Region 7. It's a lot of really good ball movement. Um, Becca Ledford, I like her game. She's really tough. Uh, I believe it's Natalie Thomas who had about six threes to knock off Lumpkin County to avoid that first-round uh, exit against Johnson Savannah. Uh, so she's going to have to be locked in. But, uh, and, you know, with, with Morgan Holt not being able to play one of their most dynamic players, it's just going to be way too tough. Johnson Savannah's loaded. Johnson Savannah's going to advance to the uh, the Final Four. No one's going to compete with them with their mixture of just size, quickness, uh, just overall skill. Um, Johnson's going Johnson's gonna to run through Fannin County, but Fannin County's going to have a good game plan for them, but they just don't have enough to compete for the full 32 against Johnson. And now we'll take it down to Class 2A. Um, Southwest Macon, who is ranked in our Class 2A poll, they'll be traveling to Bremen. Uh, I think Southwest Macon will win this one going away. I think they win this one fairly easily. Um, Gordon Central, I believe, what, they lost by one point to Bremen, and I picked Gordon Central to win that game. So that was obviously, it was, you know, a four seed taking down to one point. Uh, I think Southwest Macon, again, they've seen much better competition throughout the year. Uh, they got the defensive player of the year in that region, Region 3, uh, Ja'Kayla Johnson. She's really tough. Uh and Avery Grayer as well. I mean, they got, and uh, they, you know, they're, they're, they're too strong. I think Southwest make is just going to be too strong. And I think they win this one by double digits, and I think they win it going away. Uh, I could see this game getting getting to uh, uh, teetering on the verge of ugly at halftime. 
also on the left side of 2A, Banks County travels to Vidalia. Uh, Banks County, Heather Vaughn's going to have to be knocking down those outside shots. Really good three-point shooter. She's very capable of doing that, but Banks County is um, somewhat of an inexperienced young team. They had a lot of roster turnover last year, and I think they do have some some pieces that are still um, getting used to uh, playing big minutes in the postseason. Um, they were able to pull it out against South Atlanta. was a close game by three points, but Vidalia, they've been so good. I mean, they demolished Jefferson County 68-27. to I think Vidalia uh, definitely will roll in this one. I think they're just going to be really, really tough. Um, they got a girl that can really score the ball in Jashia Jones and Triana Roundtree. Both of those two players, first teamers in Region 2, I think they're just going to be too strong. And especially considering Banks County going all the way on the road to Vidalia, I think it's just going to be a, a, a house of horrors. But I think Banks County will be able to compete with them. But I think Vidalia wins this one. And we also have Butler traveling to Union County. Butler to Union County. Um, Butler is going to be tough. Uh, I hear they got some um, they got some size that can really uh, pose some problems in size inside. But uh, uh, considering that Union County, their strength is their size, it can make for a pretty interesting matchup. Um, I like Union County in this one, but Butler again. They, they've seen Josie. They've seen uh, Laney. They've seen two of the best of the best in the classification uh so they're going to be prepared but you know it's going to be a really good matchup uh inside with uh misha watson again could be pronouncing that wrong but a six foot senior averaging 16 points and eight rebounds uh she's gonna be banging bodies with ava hunter who is a really good post player i want to say she's only a uh i believe she's only a sophomore but she goes about six foot tall and she's really big physical can score with her back to the basket um that's going to be a really good matchup right there so butler where they usually have most of the advantage in all their games they play over in the augusta region and just everybody they have a really good post presence well you're running into a really good post presence and ava hunter who's averaging 16 points nine rebounds in a block a game so if that's negated right there where does butler get the rest of their offense from um you know, their second leading score, uh, it looks like, was Brianna Sims, a 5'7 junior at 11 points per game. But, you know, Union County's come out of that really, really tough Region 8 where you saw Rabin County, who almost knocked off Douglas, blew a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter, I think, lost by two points. Um, you know, just looking at how Region 8 fared all throughout the state, Banks County got the job done. Um you're looking at Putnam County rolled Hapeville Charter. So Region 8, we, we said how good it was. They went 3-1, and one and their only loss was by two points to the number one team in the state. So Region 8's a real deal. I like Union County in this one. Andalyn Hill's a really good athlete um, when they can, you know, they can press and she can, you know, just cover a lot of ground with her lateral quickness and her long arms. Uh, I like this team. I think this is an experienced team, and I do like Union County, especially, again, they're at home. That's a long trip coming from Augusta. I like Union County to win this one in a tough matchup. And now a heavyweight matchup to end Class 2A. Maybe the two highest seeds we've had all podcasts playing against each other, Josie and Douglas. Ooh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's uh, going to be a good one. Um, again, I want to say that the winner of this one's probably the favorite to make it to the Elite Eight, but you do have Washington County. Uh, hanging out at the bottom and I think Washington County is going to blow past Lamar County Um, I do like Washington County 
so we'll see who they match up with. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely cover that one in depth in the Elite Eight if Washington County handles their business. But Douglas and Josie, um, it'll be interesting uh, just considering how Raven County, I, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll never know if Raven County was a state championship team that just ran into a, the wrong team in the first round. Um, but Douglas, they had to they had to rally. They they were in dire straits against Raven County. Uh, Raven was pressing them. They took it right to them. Um, but Douglas was able to pull it out. Uh, Kenya King, I think she's going to have to have a really big game. About six foot three inside. Uh, she's going to have to dominate around the rim. She's going to have to win second chance opportunities and really kind of punish uh, Josie's smaller post presences inside. Um, but I'm looking at Ashanti Weems, another 5'10 wing. She was a player of the game in her Sandy Spill Showcase matchup. She's really dynamic. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And, and Kayla Sesper, I really like how she controls the tempo and plays. Uh, but Josie's really tough. Imani Jones, uh, she's good. Deja Huck. Uh, and I know Coach Juwan Bailey, uh, you know, they're really good. And it's been said, I've said a million times, Josie can beat anybody in Class 2A except Laney. They cannot beat Laney. I don't know when they'll be able to beat Laney, but when you lose about 35 or 36 straight to a school, I just can't pick you to ever beat them. But I can pick Josie to beat anybody else in this classification, and I think they're going to have a heck of a shot to knock off Douglas. But I'm just going to stick with what I picked earlier in our last podcast, and I'm going to go with Douglas. But I think Josie's going to give them everything they want and more, and I will not be shocked at the very least if Josie is able to pull out a win. Now we're down to Class A Private. They have the power ranking system. Only 24 teams make the bracket here, so the 1 through 8 seeds are seeing their first action tomorrow and Thursday. And now an 8 versus 9, Darlington at Mount Perrin. Uh, Yeah, Darlington at Mount Perrin. Uh, I believe Mount Perrin spanked them pretty good in the region tournament. I can check on that uh, if I'm not mistaken real quick. Um, Mount Perrin's going to win this game. Darlington. Uh, I don't know if Darlington's at full strength yet or not. Uh, Emmeline Ratledge, she was not there when they lost to uh, Rutledge. Uh, gosh, when they lost to uh, Bowden, uh, a really big physical presence that they're going to need around the rim. Uh, but I think Mount Perrin with uh, Kara Dunn, uh, you know, just way too tough. Um, they also have the other very strong post presence that can score around the basket. Josiah Washington's really tough. Um, I think Mount Perrin's going to really cruise in this one. And they did beat them 59-38 in the region tournament, so nothing's going to change. Mount Perrin's going to win this one by double digits. In the bottom left quadrant of a private Trinity Christian travels to Wesleyan. Two Region 5 schools. Uh, I don't believe they hooked up. In the regular season, doesn't look like they did unless, uh, um, you know, it's always possible that they forgot to add a result in the region tournament. I felt like they did play, but uh, maybe they didn't play. Uh, I might need you to effort that if you can go on sandyspill.com and pull up the uh, the girls' uh, region tournament playoffs because I feel like they did play, but maybe not. But either way, uh, Wesleyan, I think Wesleyan's going to win this game over Trinity. Christian. Trinity Christian's had a really nice year, a really great year. Um, Anna Dennis, uh, again, Denise Dennis, uh, going to UAB. Uh, she just recently uh, committed to go play over there. So she's really good. She really put this uh, Trinity Christian team on the map. But Wesleyan, they got the Region 5 Player of the Year and AC Carter. Uh, she's just a absolute bulldozer. Alyssa Phillip is a, a big presence inside that can rebound and clean up misses and um, alter a lot of shots. And then Paige Lines, uh, a really quick guard. So 
Wesleyan, they're just going to be too complete. And again, once we get to this level at Class A Private, um, it's just kind of a foregone conclusion, even though you know, a lot of these teams have really stepped up. Galloway's been really good this year. Um, Green Force has been really good this year. Lakeview, traditionally good. Stratford's always good. Calvary Day's always good. Elk has been good. Uh, but if you're not Wesleyan, if you're not uh, St. Francis, if you're not now Hebron Christian, and if you're not um, Holy Innocence, uh, you're not going to the Final Four. On the top right, um, give me Elka at Calvary Day. That is, I think, could be the best game in this second round. Um, it's just going to depend if Elka, if Veronica Hip is hitting her threes or not. Um, she can tend to be a volume shooter at times. If Calvary Day can coax her into taking a lot of threes and make them contested threes, and if they're not dropping, uh, Calvary Day can win this game. Because Calvary Day, they do have some good guards and a, you know, a really good backcourt and some experience as well. Um, so they, they do have a chance in this one. Jalissa Dunlap, she could be a problem at about 5'10", the wing for Elka. Um, she's been their leading scorer this year. She's been really good. So Hip and Dunlap, those are the two players you want to key in on for Elka. Kelsalyn Oxidine as well. Uh, I think she's a really skilled forward. She's still working her way back from ACL. But, you know, the mind is there and the body is still getting there. But she's a really good player. Um, but, you know, if, if, if Calvary Day wins this game... Uh, you got the region player of the year, Michaela Primo. She's going to have to come up big. Jasmine Akins is a senior. Uh, Hannah Kale is a uh, freshman, a three-point shooter that can really stretch out the defense. Uh, so Calvary Day, I think they're a little bit more balanced. I think they have uh, more pieces that can hit you up for you know eight to ten points. When you're looking at Elka, it's kind of hip. Um, can get you, you know, 20 to 25. Dunlap can get you about, you know, 18 to 20 there, or you know, the same 20 to 25 range if she's hot. And then Oxidine can chip in a couple points here and there. But outside of that big three, there's not a lot of scoring options. But Calvary Day, I think they could put out, you know, three, four, five girls that can kind of hit you up for a couple points here and there. But it's all going to start with Primo in the backcourt. Um, but I am going with Elka. Uh, I think they do pull this one out. Um, but I'm not surprised either way. I, I really do think this is going to be a good game. And finally, in Class A Private, I want to take a look at Lakeview Academy at Green Forest. Oh, boy. Lakeview Academy, I just don't think they're going to be big enough to compete with Green Forest. Green Forest is just massive. Green Forest has had a phenomenal year. They've been so good this year. Um, they've really peaked, and you know the only games they're losing are, it feels like, the Holy Innocence and Wesleyan, but they're really good, this Green Force team. Um, I think they're just going to be too big. I think they're going to be able to swallow up Joel and uh, Eliza Snyder. Uh, Snyder's, uh, Eliza, I believe she's going to Mercer, but I just think it's going to be too tough for them to score consistently against Green Forest. Um, that's why I feel like Green Force, they should win this one, should win it going away. Um, just, just too big, too tough for Lakeview. And uh, to uh, go back on that Trinity Christian, Trinity Christian, uh, they actually, they did not play Wesleyan in the region tournament so they just have never hooked up even though they're in the same region uh, they lost to Holy Innocence in the semifinals they did not see Wesleyan at all this year and with that we'll take it on to class a public classification number eight on the podcast today number 16 over the past two days if we count boys and girls starting in the top left Quadrant Dooley County versus Power Rank number one Central Talbot, who incidentally corresponds with our Sandy Spiel power rankings. They are also number one there. Oh, look at that! That's always a that's always good to see. Um, 
Central Talbotin, Bernalis uh, Sparks has been just a monster this year. She's been putting up uh, big-time points. Uh, I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Central Talbotin has been really good all throughout the season. Um, Dooley County, I just don't think they're going to be able to compete uh, with a team like that. Um, this is Central's year to make a deep, deep run, uh, and I think they're going to be able to do that uh, with Sparks leading the way. Still on the left side of the bracket, we have number 13 ECI at number 4 Calhoun County, those seeds by the power rankings. And again, you're looking at a uh, you know a team that has a player that can really fill it up. And now Calhoun County, they have been good as well this year. Um, and I could give you a uh, you know give you a rundown of that. They had that big shot blocker inside that's going to change a lot of shots, and you know it's very important. Uh, Takia Davis, um, she's over six foot tall, I want to say, but she's long and she she is when she's on the floor and she's not found. And she got in foul trouble last year in the state championship, and that really hurt Calhoun County. But she can alter a lot of shots. Uh, she's really efficient, uh, so she's really good, and she's going to lead that team. And you know, Destiny Hightower, um, Iani Mansfield, uh, two first team picks in Region One, but they are going up against a superstar. At least what the stats say. Uh, ECI is one of the better players in the state that you might not know about. Uh, Princess Harden, uh, she is uh, pretty tough. She's averaging 29 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals per game. Um, the whole offense is going to run through her. Uh, I just don't know if there's going to be enough support because um, you know Calhoun County, with a big girl of their own, that's going to be able to kind of cut off a lot of points at the rim. It's going to be tough, but Princess Harden's going to have to have a monstrous game if ECI wants to continue this run and advance to the Elite Eight. Moving to the top right side of the Class A public bracket, I want to take a look at Turner County at Pelham. Turner County and Pelham. Turner County has been a team that is good, but they can't get over the hump of being great. And they're playing a Pelham team that, to be honest with you, Pelham has not played a really good schedule this year. Um, they're 22-3. and three. Uh, You're looking at that Region 1. Not not the best region. I know that's where Calhoun County resides, but it hasn't been the best um, the best competition, to be honest with you. And Pelham County, or Pelham, when they played Calhoun County, um, they lost to them 58-35. to then in their second meeting, they lost 50-42 to 42 in the region final, so they, they narrowed the gap a lot. But um, just looking at Pelham, I just don't know. I don't know how good they are. Now, they had a win over Wilcox County by two points um, early in the season, but you're just looking at Region 1 just pouring it through real quick. You got Calhoun County at the top at 23-4, and four, Pelham's 22-3, and three, and then it's just a precip- precipitous drop after that. Mitchell County's... The third team in that region at just 13 and 12. Quitman County's 15 and 11. Randolph Clay 12 and 10. And it gets worse and worse and worse as it goes down. So I don't think Region 1 is really that good. I think Calhoun County's good. I think Pelham's pretty good. Um, but I think Turner County, who has seen uh, better competition, I think Region 2 is pretty tough. You know, Clinch County's 22 and 2. Wilcox County is 19 and 9. So 
You know, that's a, a like opponent right there. And then Turner County slates in at 18 and 9. You know, you know the, the, the bottom of their region is pretty junky as well. But I just feel like Turner County has played some better teams. And looking at how they fared against Wilcox County, uh, I think this is going to present itself to be a close game. They lost at Wilcox 64 to 60. Then they blew out Wilcox 56 to 39. And then they lost 76 to 60. So uh, up and down results here. But I think Turner County, I think they got the star power in this one. Um, I'm looking at Maya Bird, who's been really good for a long time. Stuffs the stat sheet: 15 points, six rebounds, six assists, f- close to four steals per game. And then you got uh, Yakia Temple, averages close to 16 points and six rebounds. Um, they're 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 a tough game. They got a really good big four. Uh, Jalissa Office averages 12 points per game, and Takia Bird's a freshman. 11 points per game so you got four players that are scoring in double figures the rest of the team doesn't really do a whole lot um which is you know obvious when you consider that but pelham's gonna be tough kanaya young is a co-defensive player of the year uh kudasha irvin was a first teamer tonight johnson a first teamer and relisha johnson first teamers uh but with all that being said uh, i think i'm gonna go with turner county in a really close game and finally, we talked a lot about Wilcox County. They were mentioned by proxy in the last analysis. So, And this will be a Sandy Spiel top 10 matchup. Wilcox County at Bowden. Yeah, um, I, I'm going with Wilcox. Now, uh, we'll have to fact check, but I want to say these two teams did hook up last year. And I think I was told Bowden did knock them off last year. And I could, I could pull it up real quick. Yeah, these two teams... Met up last year in the second round, and Bowden did win 76-67. to But what has changed this year, um, Wilcox County has a really good freshman. Um, let's see. Actually, she's a sophomore, Destiny Tisdall. Uh, so she's really improved her game as well. She's been really good for this team. Um, and I don't know. I, I think Wilcox, uh, they get the big shot blocker inside. Alicia Dixon, about five foot ten. Uh, she is a big-time rebounder, big-time shot blocker. She's going to be tough for Bowden to deal with. Now, Bowden, little one-dimensional. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Deja Wyatt's really good for them, uh, but she only goes left, and she can't shoot much. Uh, she's just a, a slasher that's going uh, left all the time, and if you can shut down driving lanes, uh, it'll be tough. But you got to protect the ball around Deja White because she is a, a great athlete and she can really get out and get a, pick up a lot of steals and just get out and go and transition. So she's going to be something that Wilcox has to really circle and know to protect the ball when she's defending around them. But Tanisha Kirk, big girl inside, she does a pretty nice job of scoring. Um, very physical, down low, can move bodies around. Uh, so it, it's going to be an interesting matchup again. But for some reason, I, I think I'm just going to go with Wilcox, uh, trying to get some revenge in this one. I'm going with Wilcox County. Um, they've been playing really good down the stretch, and uh, I think that's going to roll over into the postseason. Kyle, that would do it. Eight classifications of girls basketball in preparation for the Sweet 16 broken down today. Games start on Wednesday and Thursday. We're recording this on Tuesday. So tomorrow for us, a lot of great things happening. Um, I will keep the pleasantries to a minimum because I have to jump and go edit this quickly. So sandyspiel.com is playoff central at kylesandy355 at sandyspiel where you can find all of your scores and live updates. Until next time, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.